0: Oh, every day you're good to us. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for your felt presence tonight. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. We thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Give God a big, huge round of applause. Oh, amen, amen, amen. Good worship, Amen. amen. Amen, amen. Hey, real quick. Uh, We're going to get to uh, what we came for, uh, the prayer, the anointing. Uh, I I just want to real quick just go over a few things about what we're doing tonight. Uh, Because some people don't even know, uh, first of all, the power in prayer. And second of all, don't know the purpose of anointing. And so uh, I just want to go over that. Real, real quick, the Bible says in James 5, 13, Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing what? Praises. Come on, what's next? It says, Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the what? And they are to do what? Pray over him, anointing him with what? In the name of the Lord next verse says this it says and the prayer offered I want you to get this part though and the prayer offered in what faith. in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he's committed any sins they will be what yeah. forgiven him For in this passage James talks about four reasons uh, four times in our lives uh, when we should pray In verse 13, uh, first of all, he says, is any one of you in trouble or suffering? All right. Uh, The word used here suffering means suffering of any kind. It can include trouble. It can include disappointment. Uh, It can include persecution. Uh, He says, but he says when you're in trouble, the thing you ought to do is what? Now, watch this. We do a whole lot of other stuff when we get in trouble. We talk to everybody else, uh, you know. We call this one and call that one. We stress, we worry, we do a whole lot of things. But the Bible is clear here: when you get in trouble, the one thing you ought to do is what? You ought to pray. Well, when 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 we're in a mess, we should pray for wisdom. When we're weak, we should pray for strength. When we're suffering, we should pray for relief. Listen to me, y'all. We have the privilege. And a lot of times it's presented like we have to pray. Now, listen to me. Anything you do for or towards God is a privilege. And so I want to tell you, we have the privilege, the opportunity where we can go to God anytime in any situation with whatever is on our hearts. To be honest with you, I don't know how people go through hard times without the Lord in their lives. I, I, I've been through a tough time with the Lord, and that's tough enough. I, I couldn't imagine doing it without the Lord. I, I, is it just me? I, I just couldn't imagine it. Watch this. He says, so you pray when you got trouble, but then watch this. He says, is anyone, what's that next word? Cheerful. Another version says, is anyone happy? He says, pray when you're going through something. And praise when you come out of it. Pray when you're experiencing difficulty. And the proper response when God delivers you when things are going well is to give him what? Give him praise. Another thing I don't understand is how people come to church or anywhere else and don't never praise God. Don't don't never say nothing, don't never raise their hands, any of that. I I don't I I just don't. Understand it. James is here saying that not everybody goes through troubles. You you might be here tonight, and you you really you know, Pastor. I'm at a good place in my life where well, I don't have many troubles. I ain't dealing with no sickness. I'm really feeling blessed right now. Well, just like the people who have troubles in their life, he says, I want you to talk to me and pray. The people who are in a good place where you're feeling blessed, the bills fed, the kids ain't acting crazy, the husband or the wife is acting right. He says, the thing for you to do is talk to me and tell me thank you. Talk to me and let me know that you recognize that the reason why you're in the place where you are is because of my goodness. In the Old Testament, King Hezekiah was tested by God in three different ways. The first was a test of security. The king of Assyria came and laid hold of the city of Jerusalem. He had sent a letter to Hezekiah saying, your God can't save you, and that the city was going to fall. Instead of panicking and giving up, Hezekiah did what any believer ought to do. He sent and for Isaiah, and they prayed. And God sent an angel to kill 185,000 of the enemy's soldiers, The king returned to Assyria in disgrace, and his sons killed him while he was in the temple there. Hezekiah, because he called on the Lord, he passed the security test. The next test God gave him was the sickness test. After seeing God defeat the Assyrians, Hezekiah got sick. He was told by the prophet that your sickness was going to be to lead to death. The prophet came to him and told him, Hezekiah, get your house in order. Because the number of days behind you are longer than the number of days before you. The Bible says that Hezekiah went before the Lord. And when he went before the Lord and reminded God of his faithfulness to him, God sent the prophet back and told him, go tell him I'm adding 15 more years to his life. He passed the the security test. He passed the sickness test. But then the third test was the success test. Hezekiah had seen the miracle of God defeat the Assyrian army. He had gone through sickness and been, been given 15 more years to live. He had been a very successful king and had a lot of riches. But and then a bunch of people were coming from Babylon and other places to meet him and see the great things that God had done for the nation of Israel. And instead of giving God glory, Hezekiah started taking credit for it. He showed the people everything in his kingdom. He started boasting and bragging about his accomplishments. And as a result, God sent judgment upon him and he lost everything. His success destroyed him. Watch this. I'm looking at some folks, and you're in danger of your success destroying you. You passed the security test. You passed the sickness test. But when it comes down to the good things that are going on in your life, you never pause to tell God thank you. You never take out the time to recognize that it's God who blessed you with the good things in your life. He says, is any one of you in verse 14? He says, is any one of you sick? Watch this. We get healed from sickness. Sometimes God choose to miraculously heal us. And then sometimes he works through the doctors and medicine to heal us. Listen, I believe in miraculous healing. I've seen it firsthand. My mama, when she got diagnosed with leukemia, her blood was 97% leukemia. That means that she only had 3% good blood. One year later, she had zero leukemia. That was the Lord. That was the Lord. I I believe in miraculous healing. I believe it's important to pray for healing, and when you're praying, it's not just important to pray for healing, but go to verse 15. Watch what he says. He don't just say pray, but this is what he says. And the prayer offered, this is the part we oftentimes miss, the prayer offered in what? See, that's why you got to watch who you get to pray for you you if, if, if you don't never hear them talking about what God can do, why are you asking them to pray for you? If they don't ever say anything about, about how prayers worked in their life, why are you asking them to pray for you? And some of y'all can just keep you prayers to y'allself. I don't even ask y'all to pray for me because y'all around here talking about, Lord, if it be your will healing no I, I want to pray of Hezekiah. I know what you said Lord but this is what I'm asking you for this is what I'm asking you to do and if you can do for me what you did for Hezekiah, heal me despite what you already planned or whatever I just want your healing. I just want you to work it out in my favor and not only do I want you to I believe that you can. It, it, it's a it's a prayer of faith it's it's, it's like the, he, the hebrew boy said our god is able my my i i serve a god y'all who's able I'm, I'm crazy enough to believe like bishop patterson said if you can have it he can heal it if you can break it he can fix it no matter what's going on in your life i serve a god who can straighten it out He said, don't just pray, but pray the prayer of faith. And then watch what he said in verse 14, the last part of verse 14. This is what he said. He says, call the elders. Watch what he says. He says, of the church. See, notice what he said. See, all these people talking about, right, I like Jesus, but not the church. (laughs) Amen. He said, call the elders, not the elders out there somewhere. Amen. Call the elders of the world. You better make your behind to the church somewhere. Amen. Amen. You're talking about I go to internet church. Okay. Say call the elders of the church and they are to do what? Pray over him. Now watch this. That's with the assumption that the elders have faith. If they don't have faith, they don't have no business being no elder. How you serve somebody, you don't believe. Amen. Yeah, man. I know these elders here, they got faith because they have prayed with me. They believe God for me and with me through some things. What things, Pastor? Ain't none of your business. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but we got some elders who got some faith. Now notice what he says. He says, and anointing him with what? Well. Anointing him with oil. Pastor, what's up with that? Well, oil in the Bible is often used as a symbol of health and vitality it was used as a visible symbol of god's presence listen to me there's nothing magical about the oil itself but by anointing with oil what we're doing is we're giving a humble reminder that all healing comes from god what what the oil does is it builds faith and it says to the sick person god is here and i don't know about you but I, i believe that god is in the building tonight And it says to that person who's hurting, that person who's going through it, that person who has a decision to make, that person who needs doors open, it says to them that God is the ultimate source of all blessing and healing. Listen to me, the power is not in the elders, the power is not in the pastor, the power is not in the oil, the power is not even in the amount of faith that we possess, See, the faith causes us to believe in the person in whom the power is. And that is the person of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, God's going to heal the way he sees fit. But the oil reminds us that there is a power that is available to us that can cure our physical ailments, that can reduce our pain, that can calm us when we're anxious, that can eliminate stress from our lives, that can help us financially and meet whatever need that we have. When we realize that we can't do anything to remedy our situation ourselves, When we realize we need something other than the natural. When we realize we need the supernatural. When we realize we need something only Christ can give, that's when we receive the power of Christ. Now, when the sick, when we are sick, faith gives us hope. But the thing about it is, not only does it give us hope, it opens the door to God's healing. When we don't know what to do, faith opens the door to God's wisdom. When we're stressed out, faith opens the door to God's spirit of peace. When we're struggling, faith gives us hope that whatever it is that we're struggling with, we're going to overcome it. You remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood For 12 long years, she had been seeking relief. And for 12 years, she had been trying different treatments. And for 12 years, seven days a week, 365 days a year, she was suffering and hurting and trying to find relief and healing. Then one day Jesus came to town. And she thought, if I can only get close enough to touch the hem of his garment. If I can only get close enough, just, just, Lord, let me brush my fingers on him. As he passing by, my faith says, I'm gonna be made well. Pastor, what, what what is this all about? All in the Bible is the same as all for us. By anointing with oil and laying hands, it's a way of establishing a point of contact with the Lord. It's the switch that we flip that activates the faith that we have. It's the point in time when we say to God, whatever I'm going through, whatever I got on my plate, I know I can't do it without you. And it's also the point where we say to God, whatever I have accomplished, whatever is going well in my life, I recognize that without you, it's impossible.